0: Shut up, and sit down.
1: Well, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode 59 of Third Shift. It's been a wild week and weekend, and I'm here, Mr. Eric, as always. And always, 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 always,
0: oh no, Robot Eric got a reboot.
1: <laughs> With me as always is my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Man. Yay. Hey, Mr. Matt, how's this week been going for you, buddy?
0: Uh, it's been going pretty good, like you said, kind of a wild week and weekend. Uh, I've actually had my uncle in town from Arizona, so it's been cool seeing him, seeing the cousins. Hanging out, having a grand old time. Other than that, not much going on in the real world. We obviously watched Gearbox's PAX West presentation. We'll get more into that later in the show. And as far as video games, haven't been playing a whole lot. We played some Overwatch on Friday, and then it's just been Yakuza Kiwami for me, basically. Just anytime I get some free time, which isn't too much... It hasn't been too much over the weekend and, you know, this week. But having a great time with that. The story mode in that, like, the story is just, like, all over the place. It'll be like, hey, you know, hey, we're going to go investigate this thing. And then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, just go to this park with homeless people in it. okay. Oh, look, there's a guy underneath who's, like, watching the city from security cameras. Okay. Hey, go do a thing for me. Why? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? (laughs) But all the side stories are still fun. The actual combat and gameplay is still amazing. So it's just like, well, the story sucks, but at least literally everything else is great. So, I don't know. It's just weird. Other than that, not much going on. What about you, dude?
1: Very nice. As you said, I watched PAX West this weekend. And, of course, football started up. So I watched a couple football games. Had a campfire so like Oh, yeah, that's right. We did do yeah, that. did the campfire, which is why I didn't get some of my major game time in, because we were out doing that instead.
0: That already feels like it was like a full week. Of, well, I mean, it is almost a full week ago now. But it does but it feels feel like it was yeah, a Yeah, I know ago. what you mean.
1: It feels like that just yeah. happened long ago already. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Did that. Been playing a little bit of... Uh, well, I don't know. What have I been playing? I have no idea.
0: Uh, you don't even play games anymore. Nothing cool came out. You just you sit around and you change diapers I was gonna and say, scrub the floor. That's actually
1: true until uh, yesterday <laughs> when Destiny 2 hit. And then I uh, was all about that last night. But uh, unfortunately, I won't get to play that for a few nights now. So you know, mm. I'm super high, and now I'm just like, oh, it's like my my little candy stick got taken away from me. Yeah. Going through withdrawals, got you got shakes. the shakes.
0: You got the you got the you got the destiny tremens, not the delirium tremens.
1: Well, it doesn't help. I have so many friends trying to like push me to get you know leveled up and ready for raid, and I literally mm-hmm. can't play for like three days now. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll just. Yep. I like, someday I'll get there. <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: should have just taken Brent up on his offer and just gone, blazed Should've right through just to take twenty, me
1: through everything. Oh, I don't need a story. <laughs>
0: Nah, screw that, man.
1: Yeah, so, not much, man. Just chilling like a villain, ready to pop in here, mm. talk about some PAX West and some other Gearbox news.
0: Yeah, that's right, and that's it for us individually this week. Together, we did IG2G episode 14. Pretty fun show. I enjoyed it. We got our little news, our like, shotgun blast of news out. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed that episode. Mm. A lot of cool little things in there. If you guys are stoked about Nintendo, you might want to take a, take a listen.
0: Yeah, you were like Nintendo Superman. Oh, I love it,
1: man. They got so many good games coming out. But, yeah, definitely check out IG2G because we're rocking it out over there, man. I'm loving it.
0: Yep, and that was it for us this week. Coming up next week, we don't have anything yet. No one's challenged us to an art competition, so send us your fan art, we'll respond with ours, and we'll have a cool art battle. Other than that, we also have shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel, so you know what I'm going to say. Hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, hit up your preferred shift code provider, and go grab those up. Heck
1: yeah! A real quick bit of news that just popped up is I see that the, uh, the real Scott over at Gearbox, he just posted that someone found a Borderlands Easter egg in Destiny 2. What? Yeah, I know, right? So if you're interested, and I know you're all over there playing Destiny 2 right now, because I would be too if I wasn't making a podcast, guaranteed. Uh-huh. Go check that out. Find out what the heck it is, because I have no clue either. But I'm just letting you know, apparently it exists. Keeping in my wheelhouse, speaking of MMOs, you know, my thing. apparently a game called Wild Buster. It's an MMORPG coming out pretty soon, PC and Steam. They uh, were given the rights by Gearbox Publishing to use Duke Nukem as a playable character. So that sounds pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I watched the, uh, the little intro trailer on Steam, and they they keep saying on the Early Access page, because apparently it is in Early Access or going there soon, they say that it's a an MMO with MOBA tendencies and it's definitely got that overhead like top down MOBA look to it because they showed, you know, a few bits of gameplay here and there. But it looked like, you know, big bosses, you know, waves of enemies. So, it looks like, you know, like you said kind of sci-fi, gritty, tongue-in-cheek,
1: gritty, so a lot of humor, dark mm. humor I guess would probably be something this thing's well, all about. I mean,
0: when you think of sci-fi gritty dark humor I mean that's, that's Duke, Duke Nukem, Nukem in, right there. yeah in
1: a Nutshell plus of course standing on top of dead aliens there's a bunch of aliens in this ho 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 it all makes perfect mm-hmm. sense
0: That's right sounds pretty cool I don't know much about the game but like I said it's either in early access now or going there in October, I mean, it said, like, early access page and then said available October. So I don't know if it's in there now or not, but I thought that was pretty cool news. Yep,
1: and just lastly, before we move on from that, if you are interested, once again, it's Wildbuster: Heroes of Titan, and it's developed by Inzel Games. So if you're interested, go check that out.
0: And I think the only other piece of news, other than the stream stuff, was we do have the Battleborne free rotation for you guys this week. It's Montana, El Dragon, Galt, Pendles, Oscar, Mike, and Miko.
1: I like this setup. It's a solid one. You bring Montana on board, and then, yeah, it's automatically a good, a good brown because I mean he can do anything. You, you put
0: a little mushroom in his pocket, yeah, just
1: exactly. Uh, you, it honestly, it doesn't matter who else you put with this rotation if you got Montana and Miko. It's a pretty easy mm-hmm. solid setup. You can win with pretty much anybody oh, yeah. else on board. But the fact that they got Galton there too and the pendles and obviously the staple of Oscar Mike and I guess Aldru those those two people who like El Dragon, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a good it's a good one.
0: <laughs> like I always say, I'm I always like it when they do put pendles in because it helps free players understand what he does because Even before it went free-to-play, people who didn't buy pendles had no idea what to expect from pendles, and I could just wreck people. So good on them, putting pendles in there, helping the freebies understand what's going on with them.
1: Outstanding.
0: And other than that, I guess we'll probably just roll into the PAX West panel, our thoughts on it. Uh, I'm just going to say it right off. This show sucked! (laughs) But before everyone just says that I'm a hater... I think we'll go into the good stuff and then go into the bad stuff unless you want to give an overall.
1: No, that's fine with me. We'll start with uh, what we liked and then move on to what we were disappointed with and then what the heck is going (laughs) on. (laughs) For goodness sakes. So something I really enjoyed was the Compulsion Games segment. I loved having uh, the individual... Guillaume? Is that how you... Guillaume. Guillaume.
0: You can just call him G. I'll just I'm call sure. him G. She called him G on stage.
1: Ah, <laughs> I'll just do it.
0: <laughs> oh wait, now now that we're calling him G, I'm just thinking of House of the Dead. From nice, Agent G. Heck
1: yeah, man! I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> so they had him come up, talk a bit about the game and uh, the relationship with Gearbox Publishing, and then of course give us that awesome segment with the. Uh, oh yeah, that yes. was pretty cool. Oh man, what a what a just a, that was. That had me I was already in, in interested in this game and going to get it and play it and everything else, but when we when mm-hmm. you're attaching a human body to a little a suction tube and sucking out all the blood and everything from it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sold man that that sells yeah me that instantly. was cool, and then of course, they're saying how you have like different choices and you know depending on what you do how is how you end up, and then of course, as you saw, I don't know if you did notice that, but like it's funny we say these things because of course people who playing on the Xbox one p c already know like a lot of stuff in this game but i saw like when you made the decision to go in there the little thing flashing on the screen says people are now suspicious of you so like obviously your oh, actions yeah. start making your as we talked about earlier the rankings and you know what people view you mm. as as a threat or part of the happy world and
0: yeah i was yep. uh,
1: i was impressed with it i liked it i thought that was a really good part of the uh show and was hoping to catch a lot more of it
0: yeah, I agree. I liked the trailer that they put out beforehand, but then I I liked actually getting to see the gameplay, getting an actual taste of the, you know, the dark, twisted humor that's actually in the game here. You know, not live, but you know what I'm saying. Like live, actually, look at what you'd be doing in the game. I thought that was pretty uh-huh. cool. Another thing I thought was cool was later in the show, uh, they had Penn live via satellite via Skype talking with Randy Pitchford about the you know the Penn and Teller's cruel virtual tricks for real friends. But I liked that the stories he went into about, like, the origins of Desert Bus, how, you know, at in the 90s, the, the Clintons and Janet Reno were kind of cracking down on video games and video game violence and video games as art, saying that... They should video games should really just be teaching people how to do jobs. And so they're like, oh, well, how about this? We'll just make a video game where you just drive a bus from, like, L.A. to Las Vegas for eight hours to get one point. And then you turn around and you go back. Because, oh, boy, there's that's, real that's life. teaching you how to do a job. You just drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Plus, I mean, his whole segment, Penn is a really charismatic, interesting dude. So I really liked them having him there, you know, BSing back and forth with Randy, talking about all kinds of cool stuff. I really enjoyed that segment. When
1: speaking of that segment, I just like that the entire time this was happening they had the, the guy one of the guy gentlemen from Desert Bus over there actually driving the bus the whole time. So mm. while well, all this is happening, this poor son of a gun is just doop <laughs>
0: And looking back through I saw some tweets from people just saying, Hey, there's a guy playing an HTC Vive over here Nobody said a word through this whole presentation. We don't know what's going on with him. And it's you know, a picture of him on the other side of the stage just Mm
1: -hmm. poor guy hey you want to come to pax west (laughs) i'm gonna have you driving a bus through the desert vr for like three hours (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll pass
0: then the other good thing is like they promised they did talk about more stuff coming to battleborn in the near future i think they said this was coming around fall ish but they said there will be another big update with new fx finishers new taunts uh Balance changes for all 30 characters, a new map, 60 new skins overall, and then six uh, specialty Borderlands skins for certain characters, which they did show off. And then that was the free giveaway for people in the pack's room.
1: Which is really cool for them.
0: Now, this was pretty cool. I, you know, it's always good to hear about new stuff coming to Battleborn. My only concern is where was this stuff after the free update launched? Like, I've said it before on the show when they when we were kicking around the idea of them going free to play, I said you have to have, you know, new content regularly if you do that to keep people around to keep people sticking around. And you know we've seen them stealth put in skins and taunts, you know, all through Battleborn's life as soon as the marketplace uh-huh. opened up. But it seemed like as soon as it went free to play, no more skins, no more taunts. I mean, even before that, like months before that. We got our last skins and taunts, and then it just—it's just been sitting around until they have a big bucket of them. Now that they're going, hey, dump into it. I—I I feel like it would have behooved them to have them sprinkled throughout. They wait every two weeks. They'd be like, hey, look, new skins, new taunts. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. The only way I think that would have worked is if once they went free to play, like you said, they were just here's two new skins this week. Here's two new skins this week. Here's two new skins this week. Hey, update this, mm. fix that, mess with this. Because then it seems like they're alive, they're well, they're rocking, they're rolling. And everyone's like, oh, hey, man, they're in this to win this. And, and then what people did come to check it out, you mm. know, might have stuck around a bit longer and might have stayed and become a long-term Battleborn fan. You
0: know, I, I don't want to sound like a hater or anything, but I remember when Free to Play launched, or, you know, the the free multiplayer free trial, whatever yeah. you want to call it. When it launched, everyone was so geeked because they got up to like 1,500 concurrent players Uh on the free launch day, and the numbers were great. Just checking out Steam charts right now, uh, 66 were playing an hour ago, and let's see, scroll down. In the last 30 days, average players online was 76. So, you know, it might have just gone this way anyway, but I feel like if they had these hot fixes, these taunts, these new things kind of sprinkled throughout, it would keep people around and... You know, keep people seeing that, oh, every week there's something new. I should be sticking around to see what these new things are every week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just...
1: Well, and and I'll say it as a side note. We all know that the PC sales and the PC gamers for this particular title have always been the lowest. So I'm sure there's more on PlayStation. So, you know, just making sure everybody understands we know that. But at right, the same right. time...
0: But still, you saw the big jump up, and then it started slowing mm-hmm. down and then, and then dropped it. off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Pop down and now we're back in the boat where we were before it went free to play and i feel yeah. like you do that uh they do you know having that content there from the word go and keeping it coming was mm-hmm. the way to go with this and not announce you know a big bucket list for a fall drop at a pax west where typically people want your new stuff and whatever is on the mm-hmm. horizon not so much you know like what you already did, especially if it's just updates and stuff like that and not like some huge expansion Mm. or whatever. I mean,
0: especially now if you were playing this from the jump or close to the jump, like we were, or, you know, anybody else, even the people on PC, Oh, I picked it up and then I came back for free to play because I figured there'd be a lot more people in there. Are you going to come back for another big update, you know, months down the road when it's already, you've already had these just giant peaks and valleys I don't know. It feels like, like I said, they should they should have been sprinkling this out instead of saving it up. I feel like
1: uh-huh. I think it was a missed opportunity, unfortunately. And whilst I'm yeah. I'm glad I'll get to go in and play with all you know the new fixes and the, of course the Borderlands skins and stuff, I just am sad mm. because you know it might not have saved or done anything, but who knows? It could have and maybe that was the way yeah. to do it.
0: Plus, I mean, even when you go on the battle plans in the comment sections on the board for the game, you know, for the company, you see people turning against it when there's not a lot of updates or, you know, new content. And I think you, you would have at least kept those people cheerful and happy and, you know, being out there shouting out, you know, good publicity for the game. I mean, you had some of those anyway, but I feel like even the diehards were kind of turned off by just this like dearth of new content.
1: Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. You know, yeah. it was uh it's something that, you know, I, I love Battleborn and it sucks to see mm. that it didn't pick up, you know, the way we wanted it to and then you know it went free to play and everybody got, you know, real excited again and it doesn't seem to be panning out quite the way everybody was hoping it was gonna and it just stinks yeah. to see that uh they still try to get this content, but it's just a day late dollar short is the saying. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, that's the case, and uh, of course, moving on from that, I want to talk about Project One v One. This one yeah. confused me to no end. They got we yeah. got an email weeks ago in the mail stating that late summer there was going to be a closed technical. If you wanted to get an invite, sign up, and you know if you were picked, bada bing, bada boom, lucky day for you. Okay, well in my mind, that meant the game. This game is you know. It's well along. We're getting into close technical Mm -hmm. tests, meaning they want to actually start figuring out gameplay, screwing around with some stuff. And then this happens. PAX West and Randy comes out and says, hey, we're just just getting going. We don't even know what we're doing with this game yet. It's just a small project. And then he, of course, mentions Borderlands, which we'll get into. Well, what we suspect is Borderlands, Mm -hmm. because he didn't say it was Borderlands. He said 90% of his peeps are working on this, 10% on something else. So, if that ten percent's mm. working on brothers and our five percent's working on brothers and Arms, five percents on one v one that that to me says this game is nowhere near done, yeah, so why would we be doing a closed technical test on a game that's nowhere near finished and then you vaguely announce it and it's just a, it's a it was confusing. I don't know where this game's at i don't know still don't mm. really know what it's about really. And nothing was said. There was no trailer. I mean, what in the world?
0: Yeah, I was really expecting this to be like the big bust out. You know, hey, we got trailer. We got screenshots. We're going to talk about it in its own segment, which they did. But the segment was like two minutes. You know, I, I... I thought this was going to be the, hey, Project 1v1 is our next thing. And I thought it was going to be a next big thing. But apparently, like you said, I mean, Randy's own words, where it's a very humble, very small project that we're in the earliest stages of and just figuring it out. Like you said, like I, I, did, I, I have no idea what this is or where this is. Like you said, I, how can you announce a technical test for something that you don't announce? Hey, we have a project coming up. We're gonna want technical test people for it. W- what is it? Am I even gonna like? I mean, I'm not gonna sign up for a game I don't like, or I know I'm not gonna like. But you don't, you didn't say anything about it.
1: Literally beyond the initial, it's gonna have the cards, et cetera, et cetera, which we've talked about.
0: Well, they did. They didn't even Actually, say they that did. at PAX West. No, they didn't even say it that. They just yeah. said, "Hey, it's a f- it's a head to head arena mm-hmm. shooter." And they didn't mention the unique card thing. It was just maddening because the only way they pushed it. Was, like you said, quote from Randy, it's a thing we're playing around with, and some of the technology behind it is actually really useful for some other projects that I know you guys care about. So, oh, it's just a test goof around thing, and we're going to use what we get from this to make something you actually care about. He literally Uh said that. Like... We know you guys don't care about this, so we're just going to use it for something you do. Like yeah, I don't it confused This was no yeah, bias. It was like, is this this a, was no bias? A
1: game or not? You know, what I mean, are you tr- is is yeah. this something we're trying or is this like some kind of weird just back end way of getting people into some close technical test for Borderlands Three or Brothers in Arms or something weird or new or exotic? Like right. what what is this? What is it even? I don't know. And your yeah. your whole panel didn't explain it whatsoever, it just confused me even more actually mm-hmm. than I was when you first gave me the information with the closed technical test
0: yeah, I expected them to be hyped up and excited, and we're ready to present this, but it was just we have a thing coming out, and that's that's it like i sat there I just sat there shrugging my shoulders, like that seemed like the whole mm-hmm. just the whole vibe of it. It's just it's here, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you want to, you can sign up, I guess
1: and then if we want to stay confused, Matt. So, you know, we'll segue right into the beginning of his whole speech, which was about this 90% of Gearbox working on one project Mm -hmm. that he knows a lot of us probably want them to be working on. So, obviously, don't no dud, Borderlands 3, that's their baby. That's what everybody, you know, goes bananas about. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, first off, just say it, for God's sakes. Just say you're working on Borderlands 3 and you're going full scale on this. Secondly, they've been working on this for years. Like, the story's mm-hmm. pretty much wrapped up for it. They've been talking back and forth about this thing quietly for forever now. Mm-hmm. Usually after this many years of working on a project, there's something. I yeah. mean, and then just to say, well, you know, 90% of our company's on this project, but we've got nothing for it. So this, the only thing I can imagine right now is he's going to pull a Bethesda, or no, ID. Is it yeah. Bethesda who did that, or ID? or.
0: I've kind of seen both. They, yeah. Where
1: they just go, hey, guess what? Our game's out next week. Congratulations. Boom. Like, I mm. don't know if he's trying to pull one of those kind of deals or if just honestly they've kind of just been taking literally their time in every small mm. nuance and way, and they really aren't anywhere long in this project. And they're just now with uh, you know Battleborn tailing up here, moving everybody over, so you got your 90% working on this project. I don't know. Mm. It's just more confusion. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he kept saying throughout the show, I mean, he said this for 1v1 as well as the, what we're assuming is Borderlands 3, that nothing's announced until it's announced. But you've been talking about working on it forever. Like, I understand that there's probably some, like, corporate, you know, poker game back deals type of deal where, oh, I didn't really say it, but I said it, but I didn't announce it, so it's it doesn't count, I I understand that for you know your corporate people, your actual publishers, and all that stuff, but for the fans, what is that? That does nothing for us. Like, that was just baffling. I, you can't say you're working on something and then say you didn't announce it, so we're not going to show you anything. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't. That just doesn't equate to me. I don't. I don't know. I don't get
1: it. And did they even mention Brothers in Arms at this one? I don't no. think they even brought it up whatsoever. No. They brought it up. No. In the interview. Which I told you in the show that I don't think they're going to say mm. nothing. Because <laughs> he, yeah. uh, he said since it's literally published and developed by them, they they don't got to say or mm. do anything but whatever they want, which means no. And,
0: and now, oh, hey, well, he's been saying that they that it's actively in development. But, hey, if it's actively in development with 10% of your yeah. people. No, 5%, if, if remember,
1: because if Project 1v1 has got to have somebody on it.
0: Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll see it in, like, 2025. I don't and I don't you, understand you that perfectly either. Perfectly
1: into the next point I wanted to talk about, which was with the way this this panel went, which mm. gave us almost no information on anything they're doing, anything yeah. that's coming out. The biggest thing is there doesn't seem to be any timeline in which they have a game developed by them coming out in the next three four years. I feel mm. like there's nothing in the gearbox wheelhouse except for what they're doing in publishing which we'll talk a little bit more about that's coming out anytime soon
0: it definitely at least feels that
1: way I mean it could be totally different but yeah
0: well I know the the Battleborn technical test we both played that the beta came what like three months Uh later
1: ish yeah it was around And
0: then a few months after that the game dropped so we might I mean I I would assume we're seeing Project 1 v1 at least sometime next year but even that since it's a small project and a humble little and thing, and they're
1: still figuring it out.
0: I mean, it is a game that they made, but you know what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like, hey, here's the next gearbox game, like the next big one, like two years out, three, four, eight, ten. It feels
1: like they're they're building it up to be what you know what what it's fine and what I suspect it to be is like you know a 1999 ki- type of game, you know, like a nice yeah. little fun arena type oh, yeah, shooter yeah, yeah, game yeah. that you're gonna get for half the price you would have a full scale AAA kind of game. And that's perfectly fine, I don't mind that whatsoever, but I just yeah. don't like the way it was it was worded. it was talked about It gave me no confidence that this thing's on the horizon at all., mm-hmm. and so now I'm just questioning what what's the heck's going on with that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know man
0: i I mean, when we grounded on realism rock in our specula in our conjecture land episode, we got even less than what I said on that, yeah like they talked about Fortnite in one mm-hmm. sentence. Hey, Fortnite, right guys?
1: Well, I to- I told you though that Fortnite wouldn't be talked about a lot because Fortnite had their own whole gig going.
0: Well, I I know, <laughs> but still it was like nothing yeah, there. We did get we get some on happy we happy mm-hmm. few and then we got like nothing on project 1v1. So the things we know that they're actively on and working on didn't really talk like about nothing. too much. Exactly. And so the and then the future was Doubled nothing. It was literally nothing.
1: Like, we're telling you nothing and it's nothing of nothing.
0: Yeah, be- because we're not going to because it's not announced because
1: Which then he says <sighs> gives him all the leeway to take his time and be calm and have everybody be happy, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I understand no pressure on your developers. I get that. You know, you don't want them going, mm-hmm. "Oh, Randy, you said that this is going to be out here or you're going to have this thing ready and now we're we're panicking." But on the same hand, this is year two that I've been closely following the Gearbox panel, mm-hmm. and the running theme is that they announce nothing at their panel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and they do magic tricks, they do the skits. I just question, I'm like, is this panel supposed to just be for the people there and just having a little bit of fun? Because I was always mm-hmm. under the impression that these bigger panels were where you made your announcements, where you told everybody what you're doing, what you're up to, mm-hmm. what they need to be paying attention to, what they need to be excited about. But these last two years, they haven't said what we should be excited about. So mm, we're just kind of yeah. like adrift in the weeds, going, Well, I love Gearbox, but I don't know anything they're doing. I'm just kind of floating along.
0: I feel like this is just specifically for people who don't follow Gearbox and like wandered into the hall at PAX West. Because the things they did talk about are things we knew about already. You and I, and I mean, all the news sites mm. too. You know, they've covered We Happy Few and Fortnite and this and that and the other thing. They've said there's a close technical test coming for 1v1, and that's all they said. Like
1: What's already been reported. We know. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And then you mentioned it, and I said we are going to get to it. The magic and the skits. I love having fun. I love magic. I enjoy being able to suspend my disbelief and have fun with that kind of stuff. But they took two aspects of their PAX East panel, Randy doing the pie book gimmick, and the Gauntlet of Love. They literally took both of those things from the Pax East panel and put them here. Why? I've already seen this. We've already seen this. You guys have promoted these already. How how can you just? I don't know how you can just do them again. Maybe the casual fans watched it and totally forgot about it because it was you know six months ago, however many months ago. But I remembered. I was sitting there watching it, and he opened up with you know he did his first magic trick. Fine, I, like I said. Then he did the pie thing. And it was just like, wh- immediately, it was just, I shouldn't say a slap in the face, but it felt like it. Oh, hey, I'm going to kill a bunch of time doing this that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, hey, it's time for a skit. And great for asni, she got to do her Moxie cosplay and get Which, up there. Which,
1: of course, is always fantastic and spot on. So, I mean, it's cool mm-hmm. seeing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And great for her, you know, props to her. But we've seen it before. I saw Randy Pitchford read those same lines before as Crazy Earl. I saw Mikey Newman say the same things. He was better because you could tell he was kind of ad-libbing and goofing around a little bit more. But everything else was the same. Mm-hmm. Why?
1: Yeah, I was confused on that. I, didn't, I was like, why Why is the same skit happening? And then for a moment I was in disbelief because I was like, I was like yeah. no way. I was like, I'm just being crazy. This ain't the same one. And I even told you, I went... I was like, you sure? Wasn't like different somehow? Wasn't there something? And you're like, no, dude, that that literally was it. And I went, no, you're right. It, it was literally the same one they did at Pax East. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, for me, it just bugs me because, as I talked to you before about. I think if you're gonna tie in fun things, skits, uh, magic tricks, you tie them into announcements. You tie them in yeah. to the video games that you're representing, that you're you're wanting the uh, the people to know about. If you don't mm-hmm. have anything to announce, or you don't want to announce, or do, then I would recommend just not doing a panel. I'd recommend just having a booth yeah. and just saying, "Hey, we're Gearbox. We're rocking it. Here's what we've got out. Keep in touch, Here, man." Here's a
0: little flyer or a booklet about our projects. Yeah. Here's, the, here's a little card with the list of all the changes coming to Battleborn. Something like that. I mean, I wrote it down here. This panel was an hour and 30 minutes. And like 80, 90% of that was...
1: The magic and the skits.
0: I mean, it it wasn't that much. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying. Like, n- no big no, new news. I uh, know. I'm of two minds about this. I feel like either either have fun and have skits and shrink the panel down to like oh. an hour max. That way you can just be cutting nice and quick between everything but the other part of me thinks that maybe they were going to show something off maybe they were going to bring a big trailer and big announcement for 1v1 and they went all right we need an hour and 30 minutes for that and then they and then randy or somebody went uh not yet all right well how are we going to fill time how are we going to fill 30 minutes well i'll do the pie thing and then we'll do the gauntlet of love again because that's fun
1: i don't know man i would believe that except for they did this last year and since you did yeah. it twice in a row, that leads me to believe you're more interested in just kind of having fun and goofing around with your audience at your mm-hmm. panel than you are about announcing stuff or or doing anything involving the games, which that's fine. Yeah. But it's like I'd like to I'd love to know which which it is, because if it's just a panel about having fun for the Gearbox fans that are there, I'm all for it. I, mm-hmm. I totally understand if I was yeah. there, I'd be in the audience, too. But I'm at home. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I got children playing who could go to the park or do something. If you're just going to do some mm-hmm. magic tricks and, you know, just jibber jab and have a good time, hey, that's great. I can watch that anytime some other day, you know, when mm-hmm. the, the kids are in bed or something. But if you're going to be announcing games, yeah, I want to be right there day one, as it's said, live, so I can be in the hype, be in the room for all the, you know, the, oh, my God,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. So you don't get texts from us going, yeah, "Oh my God!" They announced blah, blah, Blah," and you go, "Oh yeah, crap!" Running oh. Around going, "I need to yeah.
1: see," but I already already know that this person's in it or whatever. So it's already being spoiled, mm. messed up for me.
0: And playing off of the, if it's just going to be have fun with the community type stuff, you can do that literally every day via yes, Twitch. That's it, Twitch. So Twitch. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like if you want to do that, you just do just do it. At home and don't spend an hour and thirty minutes just goofing around having fun. And I keep saying that. I mean, they did, you know, announce the the patch for Battleborn, and there were a couple other things, but for the majority of it, it was just it just felt like fluff and goof around time. If you want to do that, cut your actual panel down to here's the news and have fluff goof around time every day or every week, once a week on Twitch. Have the gearbox hang out, play different games. You know, we've said it a million times on the show.
1: We've said it. I don't know. Yeah, we've exhausted saying that, and I, that's the perfect spot, I think, for this type of interaction. You know, the the magic, the skits, the fun times, the gameplay, the goofiness, on Twitch once a mm. week. I'd love to tune in and see everybody goof around, have a great time. But for like the
0: mm-hmm.
1: Pax panel, your baby, your 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 masterpiece over the year. Mm. I'm like, I expect. I expect you to tell me something that you're doing. I expect you to say, "Hey, this is why Gearbox is relevant. This is why we're here for you. We want to make this. Mm. We want to make you happy. Here's some cool stuff that we're messing with doing da, da 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 da. Here's why you need to spend your money on us.
0: If we haven't heard from you throughout the year and we see you like twice at west and east, this is the time to have a big chunk of meat that you give to us."
1: It's just shocking. I mean, to be truthful, it's it just is. like, I don't know, you know, where we where do we stand right now? Because as, as we look mm. at it, unless there's some huge announcement, which could be, you know, on the horizon, who knows? We're over here going, oh, my God, we're in trouble. And next week, something and big. they could
0: comes. announce something tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. But on the
1: other hand, at the moment, I'm looking ahead and I'm going, oh, man, you know, Whew. well, Gearbox mm. is eventually going to give us something. I know they will, but I have no yeah. idea when, what, how, why. I know nothing. I know nothing, Jon Snow.
0: <laughs> Especially the win, because it's just all up to Randy's and yes. whims.
1: And it's like, sometimes I wish they did have stakeholders breathing down their throats, you know, going, hey, mm-hmm. you need to tell these people they need to pay attention and buy this, so you need to get a trailer out or something going on here. Because yeah. the way he talks just makes you seem like, hey, they're just kind of... Chilling out, man. Just vibing. Maybe I'll do an art piece mm-hmm. today. Maybe I might do a graphic today. I don't know. If I don't, I'll just go down mm-hmm. to Nerdvana and have a coffee and, you know, play some board yeah. games, man. No worries. We'll get this game. will come out. <laughs> and of course, there's, there's going to be people. Who go, hey, you know, some games you got to wait seven, ten years for. Blah, blah 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 blah. This is nothing. Only three or four. And say, ah. Like, eh, yeah, but you,
0: you at least you, see yeah, stuff exactly. along the
1: way. You see trailers or or teasers at least, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm just Mm -hmm. saying I think it's a mistake to not talk or do anything about any of your projects Mm because it just, you know, if you get fans starting to go, well, man, where are we at? What's going on? The common player is just going to completely, oh, whatever, I don't care, and walk away and go move on, and maybe they'll come back. If not, oh, well. And especially in
0: a situation like they have now where – Obviously, it's the haters that say it, but you know the people who have beef with them because of colonial Marines and Duke Nukem and et cetera, et cetera. If you have them watching this, they're going to turn their hate dials Mm -hmm. up to eleven. And I mean, Danny said it because she was actually watching the the chat on the Twitch. I had it completely turned off because I don't ever pay attention to Mm -hmm. the chat. She was saying people were going ape crap in there. You know, it's internet chat people, sure, but we've talked about them before. Would be your more casual people like. If you're turning them off, they're gonna go to whatever Reddit or message board they go to, spew some more hate and vitriol. And people who didn't watch it are gonna take their views on it and go, "Oh yeah, that's stupid. Oh man!" And they're gonna turn their own their own brains to hating it.
1: I hate talking bad about stuff, though. What I don't understand, just 'cause I've never done yeah. a panel, it's not like I could stand up right now and tell you how to run your panel. But at the same time I feel oh, yeah, I feel absolutely. like I could give some pointers on what I would enjoy at a panel and what would make me happy. Yeah. And then I know if I'm happy, I know a lot of my friends that would be happy because they would like the kinds of things mm-hmm. I would suggest. And none of the things yeah. on here were things I would suggest. Yeah, exactly. So it just it was disappointing to to be truthful. And uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Gearbox is. I know we got Fortnite. You know we're rocking that out, and pretty soon we're mm. gonna have some new content. You know we're gonna get deep into that, getting all sorts of cool yep. stuff rock and rolling. Obviously, we Happy Fuse right around the corner, so we got that to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I, I and I am actually excited oh, for yeah. that because that whole the whole world and whole you know dark humor, that whole vibe just totally appeals to me.
1: And the replay value is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the procedurally generated uh, areas, et cetera, et cetera, and of course mm. the different characters.
0: But outside of that, it just feels like there's mm-hmm. nothing,
1: yeah, I feel just weird because you know we we do this we do this gearbox podcast, and of course they they publish Fortnite, and we have a few, so it's I'm more than happy to cover it and have fun in those games and rock it out and support them, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's strange when we don't have a solid gearbox developed title in the mix, yeah, and of course, some of you will say, well, Battleborne's still there, and you're right, it is still there, but unfortunately, the player base is down s- to such a state that we can't just keep talking about it when there's nothing particularly new coming out for it.
0: That's what I was going to say. I mean, we could do deep dives of every single character, but they've been more or less the same since the mm-hmm. winter update. People had tweaks up and down a little bit, but everything's been the same. All the modes are the same. They took away Supercharge. Supercharge is gone now. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you've played it at all in the se- in the past six months, you know yeah. about it.
1: So unfortunately, for now, you know that game. Besides us rocking it out once in a blue moon and having a good time with it, on the show wise, it's kind of not able to be talked about too much because you know we got to talk about what's new, what's relevant, what's happening, and we don't want mm. you know the listener base to just go. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, what are we gonna say? Oh man, we played some incursions and it yeah, was fun.
1: Exactly. So. What do you do?
0: I mean, we played Supercharge, we gave our opinions mm-hmm. on it. We played we played the, you know, the weekly special modes, we gave our opinions on those. What more is there to say about exactly. Supercharge? I played a game and I beat up a Phoebe a yeah. lot.
1: So you gotta hope that Gearbox can get something they've developed and whatnot rocking and rolling so that around these published games we got a, a nice solid developed Gearbox Developed title rolling with it. And right now we don't, and we Mm. have no idea when one's coming. And we had hoped that the PAX West was going to give us a time frame for at least one of these titles so Mm -hmm. we could look at it and say, all right, here's what's coming on the horizon. We got this coming up. Bada bing, bada boom. The world's marching forward. Things are good. And they didn't announce none of it. So it's just.
0: Even if you look at the other content creators for Battleborn and Borderlands, they haven't had anything in a long time. They are, they did a supercharged video, you know, a couple of the people. And what's what if, what has anybody done since then? Nothing, because it's this. I, I don't know. I feel bad seeing it, but it's the same game. If you look at something like League of Legends, it has a new champ every few months. It's got balance tweaks pretty much almost every week, every week or two that change it. They got new items coming in, new systems coming in. They have... Different seasons where they all right, we're going to focus on the attackers this season, and they're all getting changed around in specific ways to make them unique from each other. Battleborn, it had tweaks, it had the big winter update, and then they, it's been the same. Mm-hmm. You've get every few weeks you'll get a two a percent tweak up or down for this or that. Like, nobody's changed how they've played. Galileo was the last one I could think of, but again, that was winter update times, mm, wasn't it? Or a little after- bit afterwards,
1: yeah. I see what you're saying. You know, most games that want the uh, longevity of playthrough like that, they they tweak, buff, purposely tweak, buff, nerf their characters so that way the meta and everything else changes dramatically every mm-hmm. season or two just to keep things fresh. But uh, no. Battleborn, unfortunately, you know, they, they haven't kept on to that whole shtick and switching things up dramatically so that way the characters feel fresh and new and different. So, therefore, like mm-hmm. we've s- been saying, and crying about this whole time is there's not much in that regard to talk about anymore. So, like I said, it all comes down to just feeling strange because we don't have a Gearbox-developed title to actually bite into every week with regularity Mm. and then, of course, supplement with the published titles.
0: And to be fair, I mean, it it wasn't the giant success they were hoping it would be, and maybe if it was, they would be on that train. But still, right now, it's just... It isn't so there's there's not much meat yeah. on that bone,
1: I'm afraid. So since they didn't announce anything at PAX, what I think needs to happen is they gotta send us an email and they need to go ahead and just secretly tell us what the hell's going on. Uh so that <laughs> way we can plan ahead, figure out where we're at, what we need to be talking about and focusing on. And mm. then uh we can keep on creating <laughs> cool new content via the podcast every, every week. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, I know it seems all doom and gloom, but Fortnite's awesome, and we got plenty to talk oh, yeah. about in the coming weeks for that. And obviously, like mm. we said, we Happy Few's gonna hit, and we'll be talking about that one too. So we've got a, we still we're still on the tracks, we're still riding this train. But for mm. God's sakes, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Randy has a change of heart and starts giving out a little bit of information here and there, because this radio yeah, silence for so years too. deal is just man, woo. You want to talk about making life hard. (laughs) So with PAX West behind us, we'll just say that we hope in the future we get a little bit more. It's saddening that we didn't. We'll move forward. It'll be all right in the end. But my heart hurts just a little bit because I was hoping for, I was dreaming of so much more and I was hoping for at least a little. And unfortunately, I don't think we got it. But that's all right. Because there's always next week, man There's always next week And it's okay, because right now Ding-a-ling, ding-ding, dong-dong Dong-dong
0: this one comes to us from friend of the show, Danny. Okay, this one comes Donny, to us from Donny, Danny.
1: Doony, Donny, Danny sucky, wow.
0: She says, this is the early morning because the baby is awake edition mailbag question. Oh, nice. She says, bros, we all fell in love with Reese and Fiona and Vaughn and Sasha and hologram and Handsome Jack in Tales from the Borderlands. Do you think we see these very well-developed characters appear in Borderlands 3 or a sequel Telltale game, bros? Thank you, bros. Bro, 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 bro bro bro, well bro,
1: bro, bro. bro, it will not be in a telltale because they've already said it won't be. They stated that they left it open and handed the ball back to Gearbox and that it's going to be up to them to carry the uh, ball forward in that particular storyline because supposedly they had it set up so that Gearbox could literally drop from that moment and go forward, mm. and I think that was the intent. I can't remember if that was a fact or not, or if that was just the intention of the whole thing. Yeah. The president of Telltale literally said, for now, the book's closed on that. Mm. And plus, there later on came to school that that was actually like one of their least uh, financially successful titles, but it was one of their best That's ones. That's crazy. It's one of the ones they enjoyed the most, yeah. think they did the best on, but was one of their least financially successful ones, so therefore money talks, bullshit walks. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be jumping right in bed again with it because they want to do ones that make them lots of money. But Mm. will it appear in Borderlands 3? Most certainly. Those characters are too awesome, too integral to the story at this point now to just write off or make disappear. I mean, for God's sakes, Reese owns an entire freaking gun manufacturing company. So he mm-hmm. has to be there, and obviously Fiona is going to be somewhere if Reese is there, and you're also going to get all your other antics and characters and craziness involved with that because that's that's the team, man. That's oh yeah. So yes, for sure, I believe they will be an integral part of Borderlands Three. Will they be playable characters? I think so, but that one's a definite maybe. If I'm not a hundred percent certain, it could easily go the other way where they're just npcs for you to do missions for tasks for help out or whatever what do you think mr Matt?
0: 100 percent agree i definitely think we'll at least see them in borderlands 3 i think someone like reese would be you know if they're doing different planets like we've speculated he'll be your main quest giver for one planet hey atlas is trying to go do xyz on this planet. You're going to get all your missions from him. He's going to be in your ear the whole time doing that. As far as playable characters, I don't know that any of the others are really special enough to be playable characters. Like they're, you know, actual abilities in the game. But I do think while you were talking, I was just thinking Loaderbot would be amazing. Having a character where you could actually legitimately swap out like his arms or pieces of him to give him different skills. Oh man, this boss does crazy damage. I need a shield arm. Voop. And, you know, maybe it wouldn't be as good as Athena's shield or, you know, it wouldn't be top tier, but he'd be able to swap out. And especially if you're doing some kind of, you know, more massively multiplayer or more directly, you know, all the time multiplayer, it'd be awesome to have that, you know, variable role guy. All right, well, we don't have the super tank, but we're bringing along two loader bots. So if we need a tank, if we need a long range sniper, something like that, he can put on my sniper arm, put on my missile pack on the back to lay down AOE
1: damage. Imagine having an aerial aspect to the game. So you could put on that miss- yeah, missile he could pack, be flying up in the air and you know launching rockets or weapons. He could
0: like transform exactly. into a surveyor bot. He'd be like those, uh-huh. j- those jet loaders. Yeah, you fl- actually fly Survey around. Survey the and, area, you know, drop bombs. Carpet bomb and stuff. That kind of and thing, stuff. come
1: back. Woo, that'd mm-hmm. be tight. That'd be tight. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I definitely think we'll see them. I think Loderbrot would be the best playable character and I think if they don't, you know, end somebody's life or career in Borderlands three, I think they should and could do another Tales from the Borderlands. Especially If we don't see them in Borderlands 3, or at least not to a giant degree, like, oh, hey, well, between Tales and Borderlands, they had this other crazy Uh adventure in 2. That would be also fantastic. That would be awesome.
1: And I really hope that regardless of the scenario, that Telltale does pick up and do another story in that world because they did a fantastic job, and they really captured the spirit of Borderlands, and Uh I love that series just as much as I love Borderlands 1 and 2 itself. And the pre-sequel, not I love the pre-sequel, too. Just yeah,
0: yeah. And you could even have, like, the through-line character be someone like Shade. Like, oh, Shade met up with these other crazy guys in these other crazy situations. Like, not a main character, but, you know, the, the series staple that's with you to kind of introduce you to the crazy uh-huh. situation. They could start off with a whole new batch of characters, have a meet-up with Shade on some distant moon where he's done some crazy thing again. And, you know, continue from there. I think that'd be a cool way to do it, even if it's not just direct sequel, same characters. Oh, hey, here's a bunch of new characters we invented or side characters from Borderlands 3 that you saw once or twice. Oh, what's their backstory? Well, Tales from the Borderlands 2 will tell you.
1: Boom. Fantastic. I like it. It's a good idea. Take notes, guys. Take notes. Just saying. There's good stuff here.
0: (laughs) So that pretty much wraps up the mailbag and pretty much wraps up the rest of the episode. So if you guys have any other mailbag questions for us, any comments, any concerns, if you just want to say hi, if you want to tell us we're stupid assholes for not liking the PAX panel, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
1: Again, as always, we do have a Patreon set up. We appreciate all of our patrons that support us. We treat it like a tip jar. If you like what you hear, go ahead and throw in 50 cents, $1. Anything and everything is appreciated. It all is going to go into funding the show, making our equipment better, things better, more content, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, You guys know the dealio. And if you can't donate anything, that's understandable because guess what? Money is important, and it takes money to pay bills and live underneath a roof, and that's important stuff. And we understand if you can't support us financially, then hey, how about writing down some cool things, maybe clicking some buttons that say you like us, all that good stuff. We appreciate that as well, and it makes us very happy when we get all sorts of feedback and content that helps motivate us to keep on a-truckin'.
0: That's right, and of course this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 15th of September for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And like Eric said, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out a little bit, please give us a rating, a review, a like, a subscription, a comment, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it
1: that's right i told you guys about fred the troll last week so just keep that in mind you know i've been doing some more research might have a new little uh, piece of information for you guys pretty soon so keep them five stars coming
0: maybe in like uh, october or november hey maybe maybe for christmas you don't don't tell me you
1: don't tell me what i tell my (laughs) story
0: wait you can't announce when you'll have the story Because it's not real until you announce it.
1: That's right. Right? And with that, what can you do but don't don't forget forget
0: to to save? save.
1: (laughs) Shut up and sit down. ding 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 dong dong